Hey guys, welcome to Boss Hog Ribs. It is Floyd and Brian, and we are going to discuss something that 10 years ago did not even exist, and it is the company's DoorDash and Uber Eats, and the idea that you can have a virtual restaurant, which we're starting to see pop up in major cities. Uh, it eliminates a huge cost to the restaurant, which is brick and mortar cost. Brian, what's your uh, what's your opinion of this? This is probably going on in the last only couple of years, but we've seen major traction from these companies uh, putting forth. Uh, I don't want to say minimal effort because there's a lot of uh, technology involved in it, but once that gets up and gets established. These companies are really making an impact, and and consumers are responding to it. Uh, they are. That's that's definitely a fact. And you know, one of the things uh, for many years, I had wondered about. Uh, I never really wanted to be an early adapter on uh, technology or or certain things because um, it's such an expensive risk to take. Uh, we're in a we're at a point now, um, especially over the last few years, where things have accelerated. Uh, they're here and gone before you know it, and we've actually seen some things that uh, maybe started years ago uh, and kind of died off, and now are back again. Uh, podcasts being one of them. Um, you know, people are wanting more uh, instant instant stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we had talked a couple of years ago about uh, the next new thing in, in my current career, which would be mobile technology and um, online ordering and that sort of thing. So uh, it was it was one of those things where I was always on the fence. The data says that the young people want it, but nobody's really doing it. And so I think it took, I think what contributed to this becoming largely popular was a couple of companies out there doing it and doing it right and marketing that mm-hmm. uh, because I but somebody has to always train the public uh, and I think that there was a couple of companies out there that did that and so once the public was trained everybody's jumping on board so I look at um, I look at different things when you look at uh, the idea of a brick-and-mortar business um, that cost has changed it's changed because what does that look like? What kind of, first of all, understanding what kind of restaurant you are. Um, do you do you fit in a strip mall or do you have a self-standing location? What's the trend? What are the successful brick and mortars doing? Um, and is that does that have longevity to it? Uh, we see we see cities in cities the areas changing from one city one end of the city to the next changing in its demographic and um, so quickly that that your real estate value can dramatically change we've experienced some great uh, great uh, upward swings here in central Ohio uh, where that's concerned but one of the things that has changed and I don't know I don't know if it's changed for the better as from a financial perspective and entering this type of business and that is the technology technology footprint so um, I think everybody could, you know, say if I was going to get in the restaurant business, you had to have uh, at least a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, to get, uh, you know, the equipment. And if you're starting from scratch, maybe lease a building, whatever it is, 
I mean, whatever that number is. But it didn't include $100,000 worth of technology, mm-hmm. uh, which now I think to be completely PCI compliant, which is, uh, you know, which is security in the credit card industry, um, to make sure that you don't get sued or get breached or anything like that. I think with all of those requirements and the type of technology your, your competition is using to you know, do, do things for the customers, I think in order to compete, you have to spend so much money. So you always have to look at um, one of the things that we tend to forget in the business. A restaurant owner sometimes goes years failing and not realizing he's failing. Of course, sitting there going, man, and i got to change something, something's wrong. But every day he's a month away from closing his doors. Every day he wakes up, right? And I think that I think that that's not paying attention to what's actually going on out there. That's trying to run your business the old way. And I think that works for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody, depending on your space. And so trying to get a handle on uh, your customers, and that's why it's really, really important to know who your customers are and what know your space, understand the product that you're selling. And then how are those people buying? Um, most people, including older people, are now uh, using their phones or using their computers uh, to order things. Um, and that's because the marketplace is forcing their hand. Um, I'll give you a for instance. Uh, it seems like every fast food restaurant chain that had breakfast in the morning, it does now, doesn't open until 9 o'clock. But the drive throughs open because that's where they see the most business. So those companies are smart enough to kind of move during that to that direction. They've just saved money on labor, and they have to because they have to invest other places uh, largely. So we've seen different things, different evolutions like that, and we have to try and figure out how do we get to those customers quicker, and how do we do it at, at less of a cost. So what's interesting is you and I are both relatively older, which we remember pretty much the only thing that got delivered was uh, pizza, every once in a while maybe Chinese food, and now something that we would have said, no way is delivery going to work. Why would you go have a driver pick up fast food and bring it to your house? That whole concept is very strange, but it's showing some traction. On the other hand, I listened to a podcast recently um, where the founder of uh, DoorDash specifically said he created it for the restaurant industry and not the consumers, and it ended up benefiting, obviously, both sides sides of it. What about the scenario that you have a restaurant that's been open for a year, is not doing any type of uh, delivery service, but then you have a quick startup that has... we'll say a virtual kitchen that gets front and center pays for the advertising on a platform like DoorDash it sounds like that particular person has the chance of leapfrogging some of these brick and mortar businesses that maybe have been around for a while but they're just their community say we're in the suburbs of uh, Columbus you know say they launch something in Gahanna Ohio they're serving Gahanna Ohio fine all of a sudden this company in Grandview starts and uh, puts advertising into a DoorDash, now they're serving the entire uh, city of Columbus. 
boy, it really sounds like there's potential for some smart marketing uh, around that space. Yeah, this this actually, I mean, this concept has existed for a long time. Um, I can remember when I was a kid, um, my mom and I started a courier service, and I used to go, uh, well, with my mom's van, and, and I used to go and pick up her mail uh, before school and deliver it after school. And then I got a bunch of other companies to do it, so it was just one of my little business ventures. Uh, but I, I was a courier service and I was delivering mail, but I was also delivering catering. There would be companies, these companies that I deliver their mail for, they'd say, hey, can you go pick us up this food uh, from, from this catering company? And in the catering business, there's a couple of different ways to do it. One of them is to, you know, box it up hot, box it up cold, uh, deliver it and then let them do it or actually come out there and actually set up and, and host the event and everything else. The idea that uh, everybody's had and, and I think a lot of people have had is uh, extending that to regular customers. It's always been such a, a little bit of a stretch because um, it, because there wasn't that many people uh, that wanted to do that with the exception of the outside of pizza uh, because you can't really keep fries hot and things like that. But uh, And I don't think everybody was sold on it. They just, they just weren't sold on that idea. But it's been around a long time, and the catering business does it all the time. This concept, um, and I remember DoorDash uh, from a long time ago uh, talking about this, and I remember seeing it in different different companies like this. I think I think that they are onto something as far as servicing other restaurants, and I think that there's there's definitely something to be said for that restaurant that's been in business. Uh, to, to move to something like this to, because that's another um, revenue source, another, another space where the consumers are buying. And these are the things that we think about with the technology footprint. It's doing, they're doing it through their phone and their computers. They're not really going anywhere to do it. So I think if you're going to, uh, I think that there's definitely potential in getting into or creating a business that uses uh, like a virtual restaurant um, type thing with the delivery services. I think that you got to be careful. I think that you have to make sure that you are providing a quality product. I think you need to make sure that uh, that if people need it to be available outside of your particular offering, that you need to have something uh, like that. So, as a for instance, um, if you're doing if you're doing uh, if you're if you're offering if you're a catering business. And you're offering uh, pulled pork or, or brownies or whatever you're offering. You need to make sure that you're offering that in whatever your daily menu is. So if I was if I was a commissary kitchen, and I was or I was a restaurant that only that had no seating or no pickup opportunities or anything like that, I think that I could uh, probably um, I, I would I would probably want to make sure that on my catering menu and my my delivery menu. That the products were the same, right? And I would also want to consider potentially. I think you, you got to think about, and, and and I think you have to do some math with this, uh, and it, particular to the local area, right? How far away are you from what's your what's your range, right? Where's your demographic live? Um, what's your range of delivery? DoorDash can come from anywhere pretty much, but I think what we find in some places 
Uber Eats and DoorDash uh, don't have that many drivers because you know the areas are smaller. Um, the difference between Columbus and Toledo is very, very large. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my son was an Uber driver, um, and he had thought about uh, doing Uber Eats uh, also, and eh, there was more people getting the deliveries because not a lot of people were on it. Uh, when it came to DoorDash, DoorDash wasn't as large in that particular area, so this is a new business. Um, so I think w- the way that you do it is you target an area, you determine your resources, uh, but I think it's certainly possible. Just make sure you're not sacrificing quality or or anything like that. So the the driver or delivery service has been around for a long time. Like we mentioned, pizza. Yeah. In your opinion, is it technology that's that's shortening the gap that we're at this stage right now within the last year or two that it's really caught on? Is it technology that's solving it, or is there a component of customers' new found energy for online ordering for mobile ordering? that's convinced them that they want to do more than just pizza for delivery? Yeah, I, I, we have so many, um, there, there's so many theories out there and so many different things going on. You know, it's no secret, I think, that the majority of the studies on, on delivery and mobile and that sort of thing revolves around millennials and, and younger, uh, particularly where the technology is concerned. Some of that could be because the millennials and the younger kids like to sit there and play video games and they don't want to leave and go anywhere, but they don't want pizza. Um, I think that that plays a large role and I think that also we have, uh, since that offering is there, the older folks, um, where we have things like the McDonald's not opening up for breakfast, uh, which, which is very strange for some people, especially the old vets that go in there and have coffee in the morning, that, that option not being there to them. Um, that coupled with a, with some of the technology that's coming into people's homes that's making basically no reason to go out uh, with Alexa and, and all the different type of technologies there, being able to stream anything you want on your TV, um, it, it offers uh, uh, basically home entertainment. Brian, have you used DoorDash or Uber Eats yet? I have, yeah. Daggone it. You used it and I haven't. Yeah. So what'd you have delivered? I'm curious. I had Wendy's delivered because I wanted to try it. Nice. Very nice. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us at ribfeedback at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.